everyone and welcome to another episode on the Positive Vet Nurse podcast channel. I just want to say a massive thank you to everyone who watched my first episode and for all of your lovely feedback. It's really appreciated so I do thank you very much. Uh, So today's episode I'm really excited about. So we're going to be talking about how to stop being hard on yourself and I find that for many of us in the profession we have problems with perfectionism and we put a lot of pressure on ourselves and in theory you can kind of see why and I think it's because we want the absolute best for our patients and for our clients and we want it so much that we often set a very um, a high bar for ourselves which then can be seen in other aspects of our lives as well and I think at times we can be our own worst critics as well I can definitely vouch myself for that. So in today's podcast, we're actually going to be doing a few exercises, which I'm quite excited to tell you about. And I personally find them to be really helpful. And I like to incorporate them when I'm journaling at home um, and just to keep me a bit more grounded for when I'm feeling a bit overwhelmed um, and a little bit down and stressed. So I first want you to ask yourself this question. So Why am I so hard on myself? And I want you to think about all the times that maybe you've said something not very nice to yourself. So, I don't know, you know, I'm I'm not good enough. I'm not clever enough. I'm not, you know, X enough. And the reason I want you to ask yourself that is because we want to begin to uncover any old beliefs about ourselves and get to the foundation of why we why we say these things to ourselves and why we um, punish ourselves and why we are hard on ourselves and we want to start to build some um, awareness around it and I feel that if you dig deep enough you'll probably find the reasons that you're so hard on yourself fit into one or more of these categories which are you know wanting to be loved having self-worth feeling safe and also looking after you know survival survival instincts um so just so you get the gist of where i'm coming from i'm going to tell you a little story of why i think i'm hard on myself and it's taken a lot to do this digging um and it's only recently that i have found you know the reasons so um it all started back i think from when i was back you know at school and i was quite a shy kid i didn't often participating class um I was bullied quite a lot which again doesn't really help your confidence very much um teachers often thought I wasn't paying attention um they didn't think I really cared very much um but little did they know that I did have learning difficulties which they didn't find out it was my university that um helped me find out about that so I didn't know until I was 21 um that I had learning difficulties and maybe that's the reason why I was a bit shy and didn't want to participate is because I struggled to express um you know any sort of learning stuff going on there and I remember trying really hard in my final exams and the pressure was immense um I feel that even now kids still have a lot of pressure to do really well in school and I'm not saying you know that's a bad thing because you need to do well and 
I think at the time you feel that it's going to be the be all and end all you know that's it life's over if you don't do well at school um and when results day rocked up I remember being in the school hall I felt so much dread um you know that I'd be disappointed in myself and you know I'd disappoint others and I remember opening that envelope and it's exactly what I expected it to be I failed quite a few subjects ones that I needed to get into university with and I skimmed a pass on a few and I remember the feeling I just oh I felt so disheartened and completely let down by myself and I remember there was a group of um, top students who got their photos in the paper for getting all A stars in their subjects. I think one girl had like 14 A stars. I don't really know (laughs) how that works out um, because I thought you could only have like nine or something GCSEs, but her parents must have paid. I don't know, you know. And I remember feeling not enough and I was worried that I'd never make anything of myself and that I'd never be able to be a vet nurse and that's a really horrible feeling to have and I can't really remember getting a lot of praise off my parents when it came to results day um so again I felt like I let them down and I would often say a lot of things like I'm not clever enough I'm not good enough I'll never be enough for anything and it's really sad when you put all of that self-worth based on things like this um you know I put all my self-worth based on these results you know I've had so many exams since school and I'm going to be having an exam next year and I know for next year I'm definitely not going to be hard on myself and I'm going to work really hard but looking back at it now I didn't really need to worry because I still went back, I didn't give up, I passed my exams that I failed and I'm still a vet nurse at the end of the day, I've managed to do it and I'm, you know, I'm proud of myself for not giving up. Um, But I pinned a lot of of this on my self-worth and I think I just wanted to be noticed and I wanted to be loved for who I was and... I just wanted to be seen as, you know, maybe a bit smart for once. And I was never (laughs) classed as a smart person. And I think that's even why now I'm quite hard on myself with my work. And, oh, I can be an awful critic for myself at times because I set my standards so high. Despite my learning difficulties, I will not let them stop me. Um at all I will not stop them let let them stop me um and when I was recording my first podcast I was thinking does this sound good enough am I putting my points across well is my accent okay because believe it or not someone has commented before in the past about my accent rude um and I was wondering if people understand what I'm on about as well and I just immediately thought as soon as I published it is that I thought this this isn't good enough for anyone to listen to this load of rubbish this is and I actually got loads of messages saying people loved my voice people loved the way that I was um, coming across and you know gave me room for improvement and 
I've heard from successful content creators that your first of anything is probably going to be shit, no matter what. And this is the whole point as well of learning and developing your skills and yourself as a person. And I feel that you have to start somewhere. And already from doing my first podcast, I've come back. I feel like I know what to do now. And I still will make improvements if I need to. And it's the whole learning process of doing different things as well. So don't get yourself down. Another thing is that I am hard on myself when it comes to fitness. And if you know me well enough, you know that I absolutely love weightlifting. Um, It helps me with my mental health and it gives me that relief that nothing else can really give me in the same way. My endorphins, they go mental for it. (laughs) Um, And when I first got diagnosed with my chronic illness, um, fibromyalgia, in 2019... The doctor told me I should stop weightlifting, full stop, Um, which the response I gave him um, was more or less saying, no, this isn't an option for me at all. What are you on about? You're mental. Um, So when I did get diagnosed, I was trying to look online for people that, you know, had my illness or a similar illness and you know how they get on in their everyday to day life do they exercise do they weightlift and i'm not going to lie to you um it was absolutely morbid because a lot of people and i'm sorry if i do offend anyone but a lot of these people gave up and obviously people do have different um pain they do have different you know um pain thresholds with the illness I get that I have been in serious pain with this illness and um I feel that you know giving up it wasn't an option for me and I I constantly fight every day and I give absolutely everything that I can when I can and I still weightlift almost every day. I love it. It keeps me sane. You need something to keep your sanity in this job. Um, And actually, it helps my illness. It doesn't hinder it. It helps it. So the doctor was completely wrong in saying that I should give up with it. And that's another reason why I think I'm hard on myself is because I want to keep pushing. I don't want to give up. I don't want to be one of these people who have just given up and that's it you know because it's just going to be a spiral from there you're going to have a spiral of depression um suicidal thoughts and it's not something that i want um so for me the category that this would fit in would be actually survival and i think it's because i want to push myself so much and keep going i want to keep myself alive as extreme as it sounds because that is what i find keeps me going and it might be a bit different for you. It might be something else that gives you that that love and that excitement. Um, so, yeah, I think you need to think about where this being hard on yourself is rooted. And I want you to think about any past experiences that have made you feel like that and have made you feel that you have to be hard on yourself. And I promise you, if you sit for at least five minutes and keep writing and writing it will come to you because it did for me I mean I didn't even think about half the things that I just said but it's true and 
I want us now to look at why we say hurtful and negative things to ourselves. Um, And I think a lot of it can be to do with social media and society. Um, I used to feel that if I'm not constantly busy, if I'm not constantly productive or working towards something, then it means that I'm not going to be successful um, and that I'm, you know, not good enough. And as we probably all already know, is that being burnt out um, from doing too much won't get us to be successful either. So I've been trying to learn how to take it easy on myself. You know, I can't do everything all at once. And I also feel social media can make us compare ourselves to someone else um, when we literally have no idea. And this is where we start to neglect our self-worth. And comparison, I believe, is the biggest thief of joy. And, you know, believe it or not, we can never be someone else. We can never be in, you know, living their life. But we can make the best of ours and make the best of ourselves that we can because we have complete control over this. So it's a hard pill to swallow, but you... You do, you have complete control over everything, really, in your life. Um, And I want you now to imagine that you are your child self standing in front of you. And I want you to think about how that little version of you would feel if you told them hurtful things, negative things that you say about yourself. And I can probably assure you that you wouldn't tell them half the things or any of the things that you've you've ever said and you wouldn't tell them you know you can't be who you want to be you'll never get that dream job you'll never pass these exams you aren't enough you aren't good enough full stop and I'm looking at a photo of myself now and I look about seven and I'm on a horse called Cherokee I don't really know why or how this happened but apparently I was on a horse um and I look super pleased with myself and I can't ever imagine going up to little me there and telling them so telling myself things that I say now um I just can't imagine it. it'd be cruel so you have to try and nurture yourself like you would a child and you have to sometimes revert revert back to that concept of what you wanted to feel as a child and you know I know that I definitely wanted to feel supported I wanted to feel praised and loved for for who I was and I'm sure that will probably be the same for you and I'd still tell myself that now and the only opinion that really matters is yours and that you show up every day and that you do your best every day you know there's enough people in the world that are going to try and bring you down whenever they get chance to. So don't let it happen. Be your own cheerleader. Be for yourself, okay? Um, and following on with that, I feel that lots of us in the profession don't relax. And I feel that we also don't praise ourselves enough for what we do day in and day out. It's a bloody hard job, Okay. And I feel in a lot of veterinary professionals, confidence and self-esteem can be very low and we can be very hard on ourselves. 
Therefore, I feel that we must take the time to look after ourselves better. Um, I'm all about the self-care, by the way. <laughs> and yeah, I'm a big advocate for that, for making sure people do look after themselves in, in the profession. I make sure I look after myself. And if you are not allowing yourself to be authentically you because of the fear of not being good enough, it won't do you any favours. And if you do want to pro- progress and get successful and get on the road to sort of self-acceptance, you need to start believing in yourself more. And, you know, we all make mistakes too, and that's okay. And I feel that everything does happen for a reason. But there's always a way from there. And that way is always going to be better. And we can always get better. We can always do better. Okay? And, you know, I didn't get into uni first time round. And I didn't pass certain exams And even when I was at uni, I failed some exams. And I'd beat myself up rotten, absolutely rotten about it. And now I know the reasons why they've happened. And I accept them. I mean, some of your reasons you might not really know yet. um, But things work out regardless of all the blips. You'll get past them. And I think... It's also time that we started celebrating our little wins in life. And again, we only need our own validation for that. We don't need anyone else. I mean, if you have got a lovely supportive family and friends that want to celebrate your wins with you, then absolutely go for it. Absolutely go for it. Um, Otherwise, celebrate yourself by yourself. And an example of this is that I used to dread going to therapy And I started taking myself on coffee shop dates after the sessions because that would be my own little win. It's that I've acknowledged that I've needed help and I've gone and spoken to someone about it. It's been really difficult, um, but I've been really brave and I've got through it. And this is just something that adds a positive association, a, a positive impact onto my feelings that I felt. And another thing is that Every time I pass an assignment, um, I'm currently doing my ECC certificate and I will treat myself to something from my Amazon wish list. Um, the last time I passed one, I got myself an at-home nail starter kit because it's just something that I wanted. And yeah, I just reward myself for doing my studies because what's the point in working hard? And it's the same with you know, working in your day-to-day job. What is the point? of doing all those hours, doing all that work, caring for all those patients, if you're not going to even give yourself a high five, you know, give yourself a break, like you're doing really well, and yeah, just reward yourself, even for the littlest things, or you know, compliment yourself, it's absolutely fine to do that, so That brings me up to sort of the last thing that I'm going to speak about, which is um, another thing that I hope will improve your confidence. And I find that sometimes looking up to people who inspire you can really be helpful. And these people could be alive, they they could, you know, not be with us anymore, um, or you might not have met them before. And I want you to write down or think about why they inspire you 
and what traits of theirs that you admired the most. Um, and you could create a vision board, um, which can help, which can help you kind of see a bit better. Um, you know, have it all out spread on a sheet, and you can put that in your room so that when you feel that you need to be inspired, you can see how you want to feel. Um, and it can go as far as even dressing like the person that you're inspired by. And this can be a bit of a trick to make yourself feel a bit more confident. And um, Because if you feel good and you feel that you look good, this can enhance your confidence levels. Um, so sometimes I like to dress smart casual. My gosh, if I put on a blazer, I feel like I've got my own bloody business or something. Like I don't. Um, I'm a vet nurse. And... You know, that's fine. It's fine to feel confident in yourself and you should feel confident in yourself. Absolutely. Um, but also do remember that you are you and that you are unique and that you are special in your own way. So don't force things too much, but get inspired, get completely inspired by anyone. You know, if you want to feel that you you want to get more smarter, get your, get your head in the book Um do, do a course that you've been wanting to do be passionate about something and I promise you the confidence will come because it worked for me um so yeah I I just want to say thank you for listening to the podcast I'm going to wrap it up now and say that I really hope that you've enjoyed the podcast and that you've taken something away that will hopefully help you um but please just be gentle on yourselves, be supportive with yourselves, like I said, you are your own cheerleader, and you're doing the absolute best that you can right now, and I am sending lots and lots of love your way, for anyone that's feeling a bit low, feeling a bit down, you can do this, you can get through it okay, I promise, and yeah, thank you for listening, and I will speak to you next time, all right, thank you, bye-bye.